I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, know you're it. right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor, a teacher, a clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who do we have tonight? Uh, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. We all know the risks of being on social media, but have you ever thought about the biggest risk? Do you mean getting murdered? A victim inside the house had been shot. That victim was 20-year-old Pop Smoke. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. We're the host of I Met My Murderer Online, the only true crime podcast to tell the tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into devastating dates with death. The search warrant resulted in the findings of a fresh dig area. You will hear from all who were involved in the case, the investigators, the droplets of blood, victims' family members. That was our baby. My baby's gone. And even the murderer themselves. I held it for three or four minutes until I knew she was dead. If you're a fan of true crime, then you'll want to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is one of those good news, bad news situations. The good news, well, I guess it's good news all the way around. I'm going to do this podcast, which is a pleasure, and you guys get to listen to it. And I hope you get as much out of it listening as I do doing. The first time I used that phrase in a predator investigation was back in March of 2007 on the New Jersey shore. And the case I'm talking about is that of John Donnelly. You may remember John. He was 21 at the time, and he was an aspiring sports broadcaster. Somewhat ironic. Unfortunately for John, his first television appearance didn't work out quite the way he wanted. But I used that phrase at the end of my interview with John, and you'll hear that in just a moment. But John, for his age, was a very adept groomer. He worked someone he thought was a 14-year-old girl named Lucy 
for an entire week, cajoling, convincing, getting her to agree to a sexual liaison. John also lived in New Jersey. And if you recall that investigation, we were right on the beach. We had a beautiful home owned by a family for many, many years, many generations. And the daughter of the homeowner was Casey Morrow, who was the onside decoy in that investigation and, and a bunch of others. She was great. And she got better with each investigation. So let me give you a sense of this week-long chat with John Donnelly. His screen name was Ikeman04, not Iceman04, Ikeman04. I still don't know what he meant by that, and I wish I would have asked him at the time. I did reach out to him, and I'll get into that a little later. But in the chat, he tries just about everything to break down the barrier that exists between an adult and a child in our society. Now, granted, he's on the younger end of the spectrum, 21. But 21 is an adult. At 21, you should know better. At 21, you should not be trying to have sex with a 14-year-old girl. That's a big seven years, and there's nothing you can say or do to pretty that up. Oh, he tried, all right. He sure did. You'll hear that in just a moment. He talks about everything from sporting teams to his sexual background to his sexual desires. Talks about the Philly Eagles. Remember, at the Jersey Shore, you're not too far from Philly. A lot of Eagles fans there. Eichmann 04. You need to be an Eagle fan. 14-year-old Lucy is online going by the name of Navy Brat Cheers. Her profile is that of a young girl who moves around a lot because her folks are in the Navy. So Eagles, she says? Yeah, most deaf. Okay, I'm an Eagle fan now. LOL, good. That's Philly, right, she says. I like you even more now, says Eichmann 04. Yes, he says. Hey, I'm a dumb blonde, but you will teach me, right? This is in reference to sexual activity. Oh, I'll teach you anything you want, he says. Hmm, says the girl. Like? Your wish is my command, LOL. This is one of the ways a predator reflects the responsibility for the sexual encounter on the child. She asked me. She wanted it. Your wish is my command, LOL. And the LOL is like, okay, maybe I'm just joking here. Maybe I really don't mean it. I'm not guilty of trying to have sex with the child. The decoy poisoning is the girl says, no, yours is mine. Wow, that sounds good to me, says John Donnelly. I guess that makes us even then. Not even, John. You're 21 and she's 14. I just hope I make you happy, he said. OMG, same here. You do? I haven't been in such a good mood since moving, he says. He claims that he's new to the area as well. Yeah, I'm like all worried I'm going to be a dork and all, she says, referring to their first encounter. LOL, that's nothing compared to mine, huh? LOL. 
You seem really cool to me, he says. You do too. You turn me on a lot. She's 14, John. Do I? Says the decoy. Yes, you do. Wow, I like that. I hope I don't disappoint, she says. There is no way you can disappoint. Well, he's going to be disappointed, all right, but for a whole different reason. I am who I am, she says. Then he says, unless you weren't who I think you are. Now, that's a veiled reference to him being suspicious that this might be a setup or a sting. He'll later talk about a television show where guys show up to meet underage boys and girls and they get caught. He gets the show wrong, but he gets the right idea. Throughout the week-long chat, John will repeat himself about his illegal sexual desires. And there is no question that he knows very clearly from the get-go that he's talking to someone who's 14. This is the very beginning of the conversation. Hello. He finds her, makes the first approach as they all do. Hi, she says. Age, sex, location? 14, female, New Jersey. 14, female, New Jersey. She says it right there. Now, Eichmann 04 will confirm that. 14, wow, that's young. Not like I'm a baby, she says. No, that's true. Doors open now. So what are you up to? Nothing, just hanging. Bored, she says. Several O's in there. Yeah, me too. Plus, I'm really horny. Now, this is 19 seconds. 19 seconds into the conversation. Plus, I'm really horny. LOL, she says. 14-year-old girl. Is that funny, he asks. I don't know, kind of, she says. I guess it might be to you. It's just I really need to get off. She's 14. It's funny just the way you said it right off. Yeah, he says it right off, all right. Yeah, I'm an honest person. As if that makes all of this okay. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, I hope I didn't wig you out. Hey. Why would telling a 14-year-old girl you're horny and you need to get off wig her out? Jeez. Then he gives too much information. He's got to go to the bathroom. He talks about that. I'll spare you the details. He says he used to live in Georgia. He wants to go to school, college. As I mentioned, become a sports broadcaster. She says that she moved to New Jersey because her mom met a guy. Parents divorced. That's a common scenario in the predatory investigations. They introduce each other by name, John, Lucy. So do you go to school, work, or what? She asks. I work and I'll be going to school this summer. He talks more about sports broadcasting. You make me very hot, he says. Maybe you would make me hot, too. But I don't know what you look like. He sends a picture because she wants to make sure he's not some 60-year-old guy lying to her. He says, I'm just a horny 21-year-old. A cute horny 21-year-old, she says. I think we could have lots of fun together. Doing what? Anything you would be up for. Hmm. 
I won't disappoint you, he says. How do you know? I have never disappointed anyone. Okay, so impress me, LOL. What things impress you, he asks. I don't know, you're the guy you're supposed to know. There's talk of a phone call, which they have. There's talk about available dates for him to come visit. There's talk of her mom and her mom's boyfriend being gone in her home alone. Oh, it's picking up now, this conversation. He's hooked. You have some really hot pics, he says. You are a beautiful girl. Thank you. You're a sweetie, she says. I just hope this isn't some setup like you see on TV where they arrest the guy for going to see underage girls. Huh? She says. It's just I hope this is cool. I have never met someone online so young, you know. We talked on the phone and all now you're acting weird. No, I'm just asking because I never had a chance. I'm sorry, I don't mean to upset you. I'm not upset. Just don't know what you're talking about, she says. No, just recently there is this show on the news where they set up guys trying to meet young girls and then they arrest the guy. Wow, that's fucked up, she says. Yeah, that's why I asked. <laughs> well, I'm not a cop, I promise. But if you're too scared or something, then, you know, tell me what you want me to do to prove it. No, it's cool. There isn't much that will prove it. Besides, I'm showing up pride in it. I believe you anyway. See, these guys get so obsessed with the idea of fulfilling this fantasy. They're not dumb guys. I mean, some aren't that bright, but it's the obsession, the drive to have sex with a child. Now, they'll explain, and John Donnelly does this later that when he was 14 he wanted to have sex with a girl but he couldn't nobody would have sex with him so he's always wanted to fill this well that doesn't wash he's had a whole week to think up excuses just in case he does get caught he knows it's wrong but he's going to do it anyway so what grade are you in nine Yes, this weekend you will be able to have lots of fun. For reals? Yes, we'll have fun when I come see you. Can't wait. Me either. He sends a picture of his penis. I guess just to seal the deal. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Hey, I'm up for anything you're willing to do. You should bring a camera, she says, so we can get more pics of both of us. I only have a webcam, not a digital cam. I have never met someone online before, so it's new to me, he says. Me too, but it's kind of exciting, she says. That's why I've been worried you were someone else trying to get me for talking to underage girls. That's so lame. Just because I've seen all kinds of shit on the news. Hey, talk about shit on the news. Johnny, you're about to be shit on the news. Anyway... She says, I can't call tonight, but if you want, I could call again tomorrow. He talks about how sexy your voice is. He talks about them sucking each other. Then he refers back to being caught. As long as I don't end up arrested by some sex offender stakeout, LOL. What's with the sex offender thing? It's a joke because I have been worried about it. You worry too much, she says. Well, you didn't worry enough, apparently. He actually 
runs her cell phone number and it comes back to a landline for a business in Newark. She says, that's weird. And again, it's, a, it's another warning sign that he dismisses because he's got it on his mind that he's going to have sex with this child. I don't want to go to prison, that's all. There's another phone call. She says she lived in California for a time. So in Cali, did you only like older guys as well? Yes, mainly. That's cool. Ex-boyfriend was 17. Is that the oldest? Oldest I really did anything with, yeah. Cool. Maybe I can be the oldest you have fooled with next. I don't think of you that way at all. I wouldn't mind if you didn't give me anything. I just hope to kiss you most of all. Yeah. Then he talks about how he's had bad luck in his life. I'm sorry, she says. Maybe we can change your luck. Yeah, I hope so. What's been so bad? I have always just had bad luck, that's all. Like when something is supposed to turn out good, always turns out bad. That sucks, she says. It's cool. I don't whine about it or nothing. I just worry about things a lot. Should have worried a little more about this meeting. You sound like a young girl, not some old lady trying to catch me. LOL, she says. More talk about being paranoid. Cops rolling up. Wow, you're so paranoid, she says. Yeah, you would be too if you knew how bad it is when a 21-year-old gets caught going to see someone underage. How bad it is when a 21-year-old gets caught going to see someone your age? I'd be labeled a sex offender for life just for showing up. No, oh, yeah. You can predict the future, all right. So what's the farthest you have gone as far as sex and stuff? I guess oral is the farthest. So you have given or received both. That's cool. You like that? Yes, I love it. I like to give just as much as receiving, he says. I do too. I love watching a guy's eyes when I do it, says the decoy. That's cool. I like watching a girl give head. I bet most guys do, she says. Yeah, I guess you're right. So your parents aren't going to just show up, are they? Again, he's talking about sex one second and worried about getting caught the next, either by parents or the police or somebody on TV. And after all this back and forth, a week of talking, he makes the drive from his part of New Jersey to our Stinghouse in New Jersey. Now, he doesn't say exactly the kind of car he's driving, but he does roll up in a red Mustang. Now, because he wasn't clear on what kind of a car he was driving, we didn't exactly know this was John Donnelly, but it was interesting because we had a camera actually up on a telephone pole that could look into a car driving by. And we got just enough of a glimpse to suspect, in fact, it was John Donnelly because he had sent a picture to the decoy with perverted justice. So he does a slow roll by and we catch it. So we're 90% certain it's John Donnelly. And we were right. Copy this. Uh, He matches the screen image we have of him. This is definitely our guy. This is Eichmann. He rolls up and Casey, the on-site decoy, is in the backyard of this house, which is actually the beach, right on the Atlantic Ocean, on the Jersey Shore, in Manilokan. And he gets out, doesn't look overly suspicious. Relatively clean cut. 
wearing a white sweater with blue stripes. And Casey says, I love your car. I love your car. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't say the real car I had. And if you couldn't hear that, he actually says to Casey, I didn't say the real car I had, just in case somebody was going to arrest him. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Now, remember, Eichmann 04, John Donnelly, said in the chat that he would be sweet to her. You're the perfect girl. We could have sex if you want. And now, Casey, the onside decoy, has invited him onto the beach. We had two beach chairs set up, all covered by hidden cameras. We had microphones hidden under seashells. It was a pretty advanced shoot technologically. I mean, today we take these things for granted because the gear is easy to come by. Then we had to be a little bit more inventive both in our production and in security, really. Because remember, at this point in March of 07, we'd been doing these investigations for three years, steadily. And, you know, there were security concerns. My clipboard was actually Kevlar, bulletproof. And we took a lot of other precautions that I won't get into detail about because we still use those precautions today in the investigations we do on True Blue for takedown. So John Donnelly settles in. He's in his beach chair. And and this is one of the most telling things about any of the predator investigations then or now is when we see the dialogue between the on-site decoy and the predator himself. I've never met anybody younger than like 18, so that just worried me. So. I understand. It's okay, though. I just didn't know. Like, I, I was just been worried. That's all. That some, this was some crazy scheme. What do you mean? Like, there's a show, The Daily Show. Like, they make fun of the news, but it really is the news. Uh-huh. And I was reading about it on the internet. Like, they pay, they pay for, like, cops to, like, pretend they're, like, girls and like that. Are you serious? Yeah, so, I mean, I usually don't worry about it, <laughs> but it was just, like, so awkward. I don't know. The Daily Show. Now, maybe The Daily Show did a parody of the Predator investigations then on Dateline. So he had seen something in pop culture. He knew this was happening. And by the way, you know, ICAC, federal authorities, you know, were also very active and continue to be active doing these investigations on their own. It doesn't have to be a television show. So he was aware, but now he's starting to relax. He's sitting back in the chair. And all this is taking place on a beautiful early spring day on the Jersey Shore. And this is the nice Jersey Shore. The Atlantic is smooth as glass. The beach is beautiful. And the two of them are having this conversation. (laughs) <laughs> but I guess everything's cool. I mean, I just saw, I don't know. So. He says he wants to make sure everything is cool. Well, he's about to find out it's not cool. Not at all. Now, the interesting thing about the Jersey investigation is when we had the potential predator show up at the beach and have a seat, it left 
a very long walk for me to come from the house to the beach. So I had to be a little bit stealthy, which wasn't as difficult as it sounds because in this case and all the others, John Donnelly, for instance, was very engaged in his conversation with Casey the decoy, which is very attractive. Looked 14. And the sound of the ocean sort of covered for the sound of footsteps on the sand. Mine and my security man, Ron Knight. And so I approach him from behind. Now imagine that. You're sitting in a beach chair. It's hard to get up anyway. It'd be difficult, if not impossible, for him to run in the thick sand. And the police, the local authorities in New Jersey, would have got him anyway. But you're sort of trapped there, in a way. His mind must have been racing. But still, he doesn't recognize that it's me. And in the beginning, he doesn't even realize that all of this, every second from the time he pulled up in his candy apple red Mustang to the walk over to the beach chair, to the confrontation has been captured on audio and video. Casey gets up and heads back to the house. I take her seat on the beach chair. How's it going? Pretty good, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm all right. What's happening? You up to? I was just coming to meet this person. Really, and who's that person? John knows his goose is cooked. I wasn't gonna do anything. He knew this could be a setup. But here he is, sitting on the beach, talking to me. More of our story in a moment. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do anything, guys, I promise, please. I just came to visit this girl. Dude, I knew this was a setup. I didn't even want to do anything with this Why? girl. Why? That's not what it's- I know, I know, because I was trying to impress the girl. I'm sorry. trying to impress a 14-year-old girl. I don't know what I was thinking, sir. I'll tell you what you were thinking. You were thinking about having sex with a I swear girl. to God, I wasn't. Please, officer. Please, officer? He seems to think I'm with law enforcement. Now, I've got all my Chris Hansen stuff on. Sport coat, slacks, sunglasses, because we're on the beach. But still, he doesn't understand the totality of his situation. Oh, yeah, officers are going to be around the corner. He's going to meet them in just a few minutes here. But he doesn't get, just yet, who I am or that all of this is being recorded. You've been asking your tenants if you're not a cop or something, are you? Because I was so worried about all this. Damn it, I don't well, know. Why were you so worried? Why did you do it? Because I, I've, been, I've just been really depressed lately. I don't know what I was thinking, sir. Oh, and here's that other excuse that I've heard so many times over the years. I still hear it. I was depressed. Okay, so if everybody in this world who is depressed went out and tried to have sex with a 14-year-old girl, I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. I was depressed. He had a fantasy, and he would have fulfilled it. Had a 14-year-old girl been there, had this not been a sting, what do you think would have happened? I think I know. I know I said all that stupid about having sex and stuff like that. I've only had sex with one girl in my life. I do not, I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing it. 
And now, like so many others, he tries to make sense of this, telling me he's only had sex with one other girl in his life, and he wasn't going to have the second time be a 14-year-old. Well, that belies what he said in the chant. Every day I can't sleep because I've been thinking, this is stupid, John. Do you know how much trouble this? Why would you sleep with a 14-year-old girl? And that's why I never wanted to. It's disgusting. And then he tells me in detail about all this moral wrestling he's gone through. The sleepless nights, talking to himself about how you can't do this. Well, the best thing would have been to not get into the conversation in the first place. The second thing would have been not to show up at our sting house. John had a lot of chances to mull this over, to do the right thing, but he didn't. I know, but that doesn't square with what you said and what you did. I do not want to be ruined for my, I wanted to go to college and everything. I want to go for sports broadcasting or journalism. You want to be a television reporter? Yes. And then he, without knowing it, tells me that we have something in common. Wants to go to college, wants to be a sports broadcaster. And here it is, the reveal. And the line that became a little bit iconic, I guess, in the Predator investigations. Have you ever been on TV before? No. Well, this is one of those good news, bad news situations, John. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC, and we're doing what about to catch a predator. Please tell me you're not. Please. I would never do anything like this. Well, who do you blame then? Myself for being so stupid. He blames himself for being stupid. The cameras are out now. He knows he's going to be on television. We continue our conversation, but we need to wrap it up because there's another potential predator on the way. But John is having difficulty accepting the fact that this is all going down. And maybe he knows from seeing one of the previous investigations, even though he said it was on The Daily Show, that when he leaves, he gets arrested. So he's not getting up out of his chair. And I'm trying to encourage him to do so. So like I said, you're welcome to leave. But he won't buy. No point. There's no point going anywhere. I just, this was the stupidest mistake I've ever made in my life. Finally, after much prodding and convincing and the involvement of my security guy, Ron Knight, John Donnelly gets up out of his chair and starts to walk away. He doesn't get far, though. Finally, after much prompting, he gets up and starts to leave the beach, only to be stopped in his tracks by police from the Ocean County Prosecutor's Office, who seems to know what to do. He gets right on the ground, face down, and puts his hands behind his back. John Donnelly, like so many of the others caught in the Jersey Shore sting, didn't see any jail time. He was processed after his arrest, pleaded guilty to charges associated with grooming and trying to meet a child for sex. He was given lifetime parole in lifetime registration as a sex offender. It was a common sentence there. 
In fact, the perverted justice folks called it the Jersey Special. Now, you know, it's a fair question to ask, should John have gone to jail? I hope that he has complied with all the conditions of his lifetime parole, his registration as a sex offender. There is no indication that he's offended again. In the Jersey cases, it's a little more difficult to track these fellows because if you're registered as a low-risk sex offender, which is the case for John Donnelly, they don't make your personal information publicly available. It's only the more severe and dangerous sex offenders where they do that. So there's no clear footprint except for the fact there's no indication whatsoever that he's ever reoffended, and that's the good news here. I did track down a number for John Donnelly, which I called, and it had been disconnected. I know for a time, John worked as a listing manager for a real estate company. He may have moved away from New Jersey now. Hi, my name is John Donnelly, and I'm the listing manager I'm in charge of all the team's listings, and my job is to maximize the exposure of your property to agents and potential buyers. I'd like to talk to John about his bad decisions and what he's been up to since. He's in his 30s now. He's a grown man. John, if you hear this, reach out. As always, I like to hear from you. And this week's question comes from Lindsay in St. Louis. Hi, Chris. This is Lindsay from St. Louis. Huge fan, longtime fan. I'm about this podcast, by the way. Oh, and Takedown. That's been amazing, too. I have two questions. One, have like anyone that's been like the camera person, cameramen or women, I guess, have they ever expressed like feeling uncomfortable when they walk out and confront a predator, especially the predators that have like cried or try to like elicit sympathy. And then the second question is, has a predator ever offered to mail a camera to somebody? I'm sure, oh my God, I'm sure they have. But then I would assume that's like, oh no, my mom checks the mail, blah, blah, blah. Love what you do, I've loved it forever long time fan. I've been watching you forever. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Lindsay. We certainly will. Good questions. In terms of the camera people, production people, expressing their feelings, uh, being uncomfortable, no, that really doesn't happen. I mean, the people I work with, the men and women who work on my productions and have for many years now, have seen a lot You know, they've been with me in third world countries covering stories on sex tourism and exploitation of children and con artists. So most of them have seen and done it all pretty much. Now, having said that, are we all shocked at what we see? As in the last episode of Takedown, where the guy tells me that Satan made him do this? Made him come visit a teenage girl? Someone who feels so much remorse that they might have called their wife on their cell phone? Boy, that would have been something had he gotten through, right? We would have recorded it, but 
I think had to have a discussion about how we used it. <laughs> in that case, by the way, she did call back as his handcuffs were going on, so we didn't get a chance to hear that conversation. I'm sure it wasn't good for the predators. Second question from Lindsay, have any of the predators tried to send the decoys posing as children a camera? Yes. That's fairly common, especially, I mean, now every laptop, every cell phone has a camera in it. So it's not something we see as much anymore because every device has a camera. The device on which I'm recording this podcast has a camera. My cell phone has a camera. Our iPads have cameras. But in the early days, yes, frequently. And in fact, it was one of the warning signs to parents. If your child suddenly has possession of a phone or a camera that you didn't buy, that means somebody sent it to them who has ill intent. Thank you, Lindsay, and thank you for watching True Blue. Appreciate it. Much more to come. Lots of new documentaries and new takedown predator investigations on the way. If you're looking to find me, you can do so on Twitter at Chris Hansen, Instagram, official Chris Hansen, all over Facebook, Cameo, TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen, and as always, on True Blue, my streaming crime network. T-R-U-B-L-U, watch trueblue.com for details. And right here at chris at predatorpodcast.com, I'll be watching and listening. <laughs>